you're listening to the Feasible Filmcast. Here is your host, Chris Martin. Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of the Feasible Filmcast, the podcast where we review films in three acts to see if it has the feasibility to be good, bad, or great film. So this week's show includes a review of the Black Panther, um, you know, which has kind of divided a bunch of people like as far as their reviews go. Um, to see if you know if it was a great superhero film, so that's what we're going to go over. We'll you know see where it falls in line when we get to the review. Um, the director is Ryan Coogler, who's directed Creed and Fruitville Station recently. Um, they were both good. So um, yeah, it stars Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett, uh, Andy Serkis, and you know much much more. And uh, the synopsis of the film is T'Challa. The king of Wakanda rises to the throne and the isolated, technologically advanced of African nature, nation, but his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who is a childhood victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. That's a mouthful. Um, so, you know, since the film's a superhero film, you know, the, you know, the acts of feasibility this week will be, you know, like spectacle entertainment, fun factor, and story. So, you know... Um, we'll go over those three here when the review starts. So, um, but first and foremost, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy the videos, you know, like it, subscribe on iTunes or whatever you're watching or listening, you know, that'd be a, a great help. Uh, you can follow us at feasible film on Twitter, feasible film at gmail.com is where you can send in your questions and comments for the week. And like I said, you know, the last week, if you want to be on the show, uh, you know, shoot me a message on Twitter or email and, you know, we'll go from there. So all that plus, you know, likes and dislikes towards the end. Uh, it's been kind of a slow news week, so nothing really big has happened in the news. So not really going to go over any of that. So, you know, it could be a shorter show. Um, but, you know, oh, and the final score at the end, of course. So, you know, without... With all that out of the way, let's get to act number one, which is, uh, you know, spectacle entertainment. So in a superhero film, you go to be, you know, entertained. You go to have a good time. Um, you don't necessarily care really how the story goes, but sometimes that's important. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, how much fun you had. So that's kind of like the angle, you know, I'll approach this. So um, for me, the spectacle and entertainment value, I guess, come from, you know, if it, to me, you know, if it has good action sequences. And, you know, if you break down the action sequences, a lot of them kind of look the same. Um, a lot of them were heavily CG and didn't involve a lot of the actors. I know you could say that about a lot of them, but I just felt that they, that this was, you know, sort of, you know, bland. Um, you not really spoiling anything. You have a fight scene on a, uh, a waterfall and, uh, it, you know, actually they have two fight scenes on a waterfall. Both are very similar. Both are equally, uh, you know, it didn't really give that much tension or build up. Um, you know, I know that there's, you know, there's risks involved with both. Uh, we'll just say, I mean, this isn't really spoiling anything at all, but, there's, there's in the tradition of Wakanda, if there's somebody wants to take over the throne, all you have to do is fight them and beat them kind of like 
in sort of like a uh, MMA style fight to the death or, uh, you know, unless they yield or tap or something like that. So both of them take place on like kind of like this little waterfall area. And it, it just seemed like that, it just seemed that everything, as far as the characters would go, were all filmed at certain points in time and put into it, almost like they were pasted in. And, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't see it in 3D, so maybe that was a factor in if it looked good or not. I just thought that the, the, the effects just looked, you know, pretty bad. And the fight sequence wasn't that, you know, didn't have that much tension to it. Um, I mean, all you really know is what's at stake is the Black Panther throne, which, you know, didn't really go over all that much. You know, we'll get more of that into Act 3 with the story. But, um, you know, sticking just with the special effects, you know, the waterfall sequence wasn't that exciting. There's a second waterfall sequence. Um, there's a couple of sequences where there's a bit of gunplay, I guess, and breaking and entering and things like that, that, you know, pretty bland, you know, something you'd see in a, a normal, you know, a TV show like CSI or something like that every day of the week. So nothing really to get your blood boiling or pumping or whatever, you know, it's just kind of par for the course, kind of getting towards the next sequence, you know, and moving it, moving it along without any type of, uh, uh, uh new or interesting action sequence. Now there's a, there's a car chase, uh, in the film, you know, that although it's not his, I'd say it's about as, as good as, um, you know, the last Bond movie, the uh, Spectre, you know, where it's him versus, uh, he's racing, uh, Batista and it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, nothing really happens. Nothing really is all that interesting. There, there's, there's one part in particular, uh, that, uh, you know, there's like a javelin thrown through a, a, a Toyota forerunner and it goes through and it stops it and it's dead in its tracks, which was, which is pretty neat. But, you know, it's hard. I guess it's hard at this point. We've already had what nine, eight or nine Fast and Furious films, so it's probably pretty difficult to have a somewhat believable uh, car chase scene. Whereas those are, you know, those films are kind of superhero films in themselves. So, you know, building upon that, coming up with something new and interesting is probably pretty difficult. And especially if you have like a, a certain timeline, and you know, it has to be PG thirteen. So, you know, working with all those things, I'm sure it's, it's sort of difficult and kind of rides that line, but you know, you'd expect something, you know, a little bit more interesting and it just, to me, it wasn't all that there. Um, so like I said, set designs, I thought Wakanda, you know, as far as, you know, looking technologically advanced, looked, you know, you know, very bland as well. Like some, some like overhead shot, you know, any, 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 just pick any sci-fi movie, like, uh, you know. Uh, the sixth day or um, uh, like Total Recall, Blade Runner, kind of like that that skyscape, skyscape that's just, you know, just a bunch of buildings with, you know, some uh, colors here and there. It just, it didn't look exciting. It didn't look unique, you know, and you just want something a little bit cooler, I think, you know, especially when they're saying, uh, you know, when the main characters are flying and they're saying, you know, I never get old. This never gets old going in and seeing the city and it's kind of just like a... a, a just a, an average, you know, copy and paste what you think a sci-fi-ish, you know, uh, city should look like. So that wasn't all that interesting to me. And uh, so you had that, you had uh, the locations really didn't do it do it for me either. You know, it, it just, they, there there wasn't really all that interesting po- places. I mean, there was, there was uh, Oakland at the beginning, you know, that looked you know, somewhat familiar, kind of like an inner city style area. You had uh, like a back alley, 
you had Wakanda, which was, um, you know, just looked like a, uh, like, like if you remember like the old, like Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow movie, like where it was all completely done on a green screen. It's just, that's what it felt like. It didn't feel all that real. And I didn't have any um, introduction to anything to kind of put myself uh, into an area. It was just kind of like um, some characters, you know, that, that were in uh, like, you know, like your traditional or not traditional, but like their version of like an African style garb, um, you know, with the headdresses and things like that. And that really set the tone. But as far as the set, it didn't really, I don't know, for me, it was just kind of a juxtaposition from being kind of an old, like, like what they're wearing and then, uh, like what the people are wearing and then the technologically advanced city. I don't know. It just, it really didn't mesh well. It, it I would have, I would have, it would have been neat to have, uh, you know, add more of the sensibilities and more of the style to the buildings for, you know, somehow to make it kind of neat. But, you know, then you get into vibranium and how it kind of shaped the city and things like that. And I guess it makes a little bit more sense, but you know, it, it was just kind of bland, I guess at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was just kind of disappointing, you know, I just, you, you figured they would go to some new locations, especially on the waterfall area. I mean, you could probably like film it at an actual waterfall and it may look a little bit better. And, um, but yeah, it was just kind of characterless, you know, nothing really comes to mind or is that memorable towards the end or, you know, when you go back and think about it, like, you know, that was a great area. It was a great location. Um, just probably the best location was the, there's like a bar that they go to and it actually really, re it reminded me a lot of the bar from Luke Cage Marvel series, if you remember that. And, you know, it just had so much personality and it had, you know, of course, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, something sort of interesting. Like, it's weird. Like, all the real-world places looked okay. Like, looked great, I guess. You know, the the bar, uh, the museum looked really neat. So, all the real-world locations looked good. The other ones, it just it didn't really meld all that well. Um, so, you know, Act 1, you know, it's kind of middle of the road. We'll give it a middle of the road. You know, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It's kind of middle of the road. So, let's go ahead and move on to Act Number 2, uh, feasibility and that would be the fun factor so you know was it fun did you have a good time I mean just sit back and ask yourself did you have a good time was it fun and and what's that re uh, reaction based on and it's hard to um, like say that it's that fun just because like I said in the, the previous thing or, or the previous segment you know it, it's the locations and things like that and the action sequences weren't all that great. So, um, you know, you kind of want, you want to go for the spectacle. You want to see, uh, you know, like the main characters or any of the characters in the movie, like having some kind of unique look, of course, having um, some unique weapons and, you know, just kind of putting it all out there, showing you something you haven't seen, having some really neat action sequences, you know, buildings and things like that don't have to explode or, uh, you know, for it to be entertaining, but, you know, just have some like interesting fight sequences and things like that to kind of, uh, you know, move you, move, move the film along. And I, I just don't think it had that. Um, so, you know, as far as tension building, it, it didn't really, uh, amass too much any, uh, of like the, the, the plot, the, uh, the story elements that we'll get to in the finale here. They didn't really meld together to give any type of great uh, area for them to have any type of great fights. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it 
it just seemed it seemed too long and it seemed like they could have expanded some of the fight scenes or or maybe um some of the interactions with some of the characters could have been a little bit better to to kind of build on the spectacle you know i mean the ships the ship designs everything looked cool you know um the way they flew the laser blasts and all that looked okay but did it really get your heart pumping i mean for me it didn't it just it was kind of uh you know average it didn't have that it didn't have that spark it didn't have that extra hit it didn't have that um uh the you know that one thing to kind of push it over edge it didn't have like that hulk moment you know not that it had needed it it just uh you know not that i'm saying it needs that it just it, it they didn't have anything to kind of like man look forward to like man this this the you know you know this infinity stone does this you know this suit does this you know it 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 uh reacts this way or these are it's it's uh um like this is what it can do you know this is what it can't do um this is how it you know you put it through different types of tests and see how it, it was developed or how it, it's to the next level or you know just kind of like the nitty-gritty you know just giving you a little bit more meat to chew on and, and it just it didn't have that and and it just at the end of the day you just it just wasn't a lot of fun you know to sit there and watch you know nothing really happened for two and a half hours or you know with i guess with all the previews and stuff two and a half hours to have you know three or four you know basic sequences you know so i didn't think that that was all that exciting so again you know the spectacle entertainment side i'd say it, it is like you know middle of the road you know not that great you know not terrible not that great you know kind of average you know below average c minus or so so let's go ahead and move on to act number three which is the story and you know this is the big one so you know if you sit back and you're like okay what impact do all the all the characters have what did you learn about them you know where did they come like where did they come from what was their backstory what are their relationships um you know, how does this person know this person? You know, kind of like the nitty gritty to build a superhero movie, you know? Um, just like, for example, you have, uh, you know, like Iron Man go through kind of like a Playboy, you know, uh, Playboy stage, or he doesn't really care about much, like a brilliant inventor kind of goes through that and learns along the way to, he needs to, you know, figures out he just needs to help people. So, you know, you kind of have that story arc, same with like Captain America, same with uh, Hulk, you know, you kind of know their their uh, backstory, and I know uh, a lot. Of, you know, it took a lot of those films to kind of build up to that. This doesn't have that; it just has one movie, so it's just kind of out there. But having a, a, an interesting backstory, especially at the beginning, there's like a you know the opening sequence where it shows, um, you know, the the, the CG uh, you know uh, model, you know, of of Wakanda and like how it was put into turmoil, how it kind of rose up and now it became like a secret city. That's the movie I want to see. Like, I want to see, I want to see like how they overcame everything. I want to see how they found the vibranium. I want to see what it does. I want to see what you can do with it, how it cures things, how it helps people, how you can build weapons out of it, how it became some kind of a trade. And, and of course, like how the secret city became what it is being secretive. Like, how do you, how do you build a city that great and not have any type of story connected to it? Like how did they trade to get medals and things like that to build these things or education or, or anything like that, you know? And that's the kind of the movie I know it's like, it, it's like the procedural elements, I guess, but you know, you kind of want, 
that backdrop, you want to understand how that is, you know, other than having these small little bitty details in there that are kind of filled in through these, these thin character plots, you know, I just want, uh, you know, a little bit more backstory. I want to know, you know, all about all the characters that they introduce, especially the ones that cause some sort of impact or, you know, that live or die or, or, uh, you know, are close to Black Panther or anything like that or any of the other characters, you know, you just want a little bit more and you kind of just get their personalities through these small little interactions with, you know, fathers and sisters and, uh, you know, that the people that are around them, but it's just not enough to build a centralized character that you care about, you know, that you're like, okay, well, you know, this person did this, I, you know, I can't, sp- I don't want to spoil it, but you know, there's certain things that happen to certain people or, um, um, you know, you find out that some people or are, you know, technically inclined, like his sister's like technically inclined, kind of like a Q in Bond. You know, it's very reminiscent of Q. Um, and, uh, you know, she kind of understands how the vibranium works, how to incorporate it into things, but it doesn't go into the backstory of like how she learned how to do it. And that'd be so interesting, you know, other than just kind of throwing it out there, it would be fun to see, you know, have some sort of backstory, have some sort of uh, plot development to see how uh, they were able to gain all the knowledge. And I don't know if that could have been done through like, you know, a web comic or, uh, you know, some sort of like prequel leading up to it or something like that. Or maybe it is, will be in the special features, who knows, but something, you know, something you can graph some character on, onto the, or something you can graph to the characters. And the story is, as far as, you know, it's Killmonger's like, you know, like the main bad guy. And you understand that he wants to give, you know, the power back to the people. And, you know, there's, this step and this step that they can, you know, he can do in order to accomplish that goal without spoiling anything, of course, again. And, uh, in order to do that, he, um, he doesn't go through any type of interesting character arc. It's just kind of, uh, he's set in his ways and you don't really know much about him at the beginning, you know, a little bit at the end. You're like, there's like a five minute, four or five minute sequence at the end where you learn a little bit more of why he's doing it. But as the course happens, you know, it, it's hard to really care. It's hard to really like graph yourself or put him, put yourself in his position because you don't really know what his goal is at the beginning. So it's kind of hard to work your way up to that and, you know, kind of reveal that towards the end. You know, you kind of have to fill in the blanks yourself. And there's some red herrings here and there. And uh, there's some certain one-liners and certain things that he does that, that kind of show you, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. But there isn't that context at the beginning to understand, is he a bad guy? I mean, if you didn't see the trailer, you, you'd really have no idea. Like, I, you know, I never watched the trailer. I just watched the teaser. So going into it, especially with all these Marvel movies, now that there's like 20 teasers and 20 trailers, you know, they almost assume that you've seen all these and you can kind of, kind of, kind of already fill in those blanks and fill in those voids that as you're watching it. And, and to me, it's just not fair. You know, it should be something to where it's it's interesting from the get-go and, you know, you, you care about the characters. That's the number one thing. You just want to see them. You want to see the good guys succeed or, or the bad guys succeed if you're like a, like kind of like a Deadpool you know, if you like Deadpool, things like that, you want to see some sort of arc and something happen to graft, graft onto. And I don't think that it had it. Um, I didn't really, you know, the humor was kind of here nor there. Kind of, it looks, it was sort of, sort of forced. I, I didn't understand Martin Freeman's character at all. Uh, you know, he's a CIA agent put into these situations and goes missing and no one's looking for him. And he's kind of just your fish out of water 
to give you from point A to point B and some plot elements here and there. But I think you could have cut out his entire character. You could have cut out uh, quite a few sequences, I think, that would shorten and make it like sub sub an hour and 40 um, you know, minutes. And you could, easily, you could easily shave off like 30 minutes of it um, save off 30 minutes of it or kind of extend some of the action sequences here and there to keep you going. Um, sort of like, you know, Avengers has its down moments, of course, with character building and like that. I guess it's all contained, like especially like in Age of Ultron. You know, they have the, the farm sequence, the infamous farm sequence that, you know, apparently no one likes, you know, just of all, nothing but character building, no action, nothing like that, which was really interesting. You know, you get you get all that sitcom type stuff in that small sequence, which you know, elevates the characters oh so slightly. I mean, and, and it's a good way to do, it's a good way to focus on the relationships between each person and uh, kind of give them all a couple minutes here and there before they have to go back in the fighting. Like, I know it's kind of like a, you put your bookmark here, you know, and, it, and it's very obvious what they're doing, but it, at least it builds some character and you know more about them. And when they go into those fights towards the end, there's more, like I said, there's more meat to the bone. So it's just something that it needed. And uh, it just, the, the the flashback sequences, it was hard to follow until you got those flashback sequences and knowing, you know, who is Black Panther, what he stands for, what he's trying to do. It just seemed like... Um, Ch- Chadwick Bosman, the you know the the, the Black Panther character was kind of nonchalant about everything, kind of just you know let's just go along with the flow type, you know, uh, you know listening to the advisors, taking their advice, not really, you know, getting me getting you involved in them and getting you involved in the character and and uh, things like that. And I think they skirt they skirt the line like straight across to giving you just enough to know what's going on, but the performance didn't really uh, get you going, you know, it didn't get you, get you motivated to kind of get behind in the characters and uh, like them or, or, I mean, I, I mean, the characters are likable. It's just, they just don't, um, like I said, they don't have any meat to the bone. They don't have any um, like characteristics or, or, or backstory beforehand to, 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 for you to grab, to, to grapple with in your own mind. Like, you know, if they do this, so what's going to happen if they do that? It's kind of cut and dry. And, you know, I guess we can get to the, without spoiling too much, we can get to the vibranium issue. And like I said, it's just, Thanos is like on the wrong quest here, looking for these infinity stones, you know. He should go to Wakanda, get vibranium, and he'll be set, you know, because of vibranium, you can cure anything, you can build anything, you can make max ma- weapons of mass destruction, you can create... um Seem, seemingly anything you want to with vibranium. It's kind of like a crutch in a way. And, and it, it kind of, you know, moving forward, I, I'll be interested to see what they do with it because it seems like you can do anything with it. So it kind of uh, slows down or, or 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 like, like especially like if you think of like Rocket Raccoon and like all the stuff that he comes up with, it doesn't, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Stark stuff that he didn't, comes up with doesn't matter because you could incorporate vibranium into everything that they do and it'll be better. You know, it'll everything that they do. If you put it in Iron Man's suit, it'll be better. If you uh, use it with any type of, you know, rocket ship, it'll be better. Or any of the, a lot of the other characters, you could incorporate it into their, uh, you know, the, uh, Hawkeye's arrows. You know, I'm sure there's going to be stuff, sequences, you know, where they have vibranium tipped arrows or something like that. Who knows? But it seems kind of an end-all be-all. You know, it's like, 
you can graft it towards any situation, which is which is kind of hard to drop your head around for a future movie. So, uh, as far as story goes, it it, it was kind of a flop. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's a flop, but it, I just wasn't that entertained, and it was kind of hard to follow. And I don't know that it, it meets the praise that it's getting. You know, it just it's middle of the road. It's it's kind of like a, you know. If you had like Batman, Robin, and Nightwing, kind of like trying to take a Nightwing story and bring it up above Batman, you know, it just, it's just a low level story they're trying to bring up. You know, and this is coming from someone who didn't read any of the comics or anything like that. So I'm sure, just like anything, if it's your favorite character, I'm sure it's way up there, you know, or just like with any, I mean, pick any character, you know, I'm sure you have your, the ones you like that you put above everything. And this, you know, Black Panther might be one of them, but it, it, this movie just doesn't, have all those things put together to make it a great superhero film. So, um, so let's just go ahead and go move on to the likes and dislikes. So the likes were some of the vibranium, uh, incorporation with the suit, like, you know, the reaction, like when you hit the, when you hit the suit, like it absorbs the, um, the force and it kind of like, you know, it absorbs all the force and like push it back. So you understand like how black Panther is able to like get hit or punched or whatever. And it doesn't do anything to him. And like, of course, like the claws are like super sharp and can't break and things like that. So you have that. That was cool. Um, I thought all the costume designs were, were really awesome. Um, you know, like, f- you know, from everybody, I thought they thought it was, looked really, really cool. Um, and, that's about it. You know, as far as the likes, that's about it. Um, so the dislikes, I thought, you know, like we went over in story, it was kind of bland, uh, you know, using the vibranium as a crutch, um, could have been shorter. The fight sequences were okay. Uh, the music, the music kind of sounded like in some parts, like the orchestrated stuff was okay, but the, the other stuff is like, almost like sounds like presets and like fruity loops or something. It was just so easy and, uh, didn't really fit, you know, it, it, like I said, it's like, you know, the, use like, I don't know, it'd be hard to do, but maybe there's some kind of like fusion where you could do like Vangelis style Blade Runner music with hip hop and, and kind of fusing something like that together might be interesting, but it, you know, it was just, I don't know if to me, it, the, the, the sequences that change didn't really fit. And I don't think the music really fit all that well. Um, like I, the orchestrated stuff was okay. And then, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, just like the special effects were bad in some some spots and hard to follow and things like that. And, and the last fight scene was very reminiscent of, uh, the very first thing I thought of was the Battle of the Five Armies, which uh, Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis are both in as well, like that last battle where there's just so much stuff going on. You don't really, it's really hard to follow the, all the CG stuff that's happening, you know. Just use better, use more stunts, you know. Uh, it doesn't have to be all 100% CG, you know, I, and, uh, I know it's hard, you, you know, you need to pre- protect the, uh, actors and stuff, of course, but, you know, a little bit more practicality would be nice. So, um, so yeah, that pretty much, uh, brings us to the end of the show. Like I said, there's no news. Um, so the final score out of five for me would be a two, two and a half could be somewhere around there on a rewatch so that's where it's at um you know definitely if you have comments uh on on what you think it should be or if you loved it you didn't like it you're indifferent whatever just leave them in the comments of the show uh or or you know message on youtube here below or on podcast or on twitter at feasible film or feasiblefilm at gmail.com 
And that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. So next week's show will be, um, uh, you know, there isn't a lot coming out. So I figured we'd do a, uh, you know, the, the Full Metal Alchemist live action film came out on Netflix. You know, I think it comes out today or tomorrow. And that seems to be something that no one's probably no one's going to talk about. And it's brand new, you know. And so it looks, the trailer looks good. And I watched the show, so there may be, you know, a long time ago. So that may be, may be interesting and something, you know, you know, you may not hear of, you know, towards the next week or so. So that'll be interesting to, to, to review and watch. And so, yeah. So until next time, thanks for listening, guys, and stay feasible. <laughs>